I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie B, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Have you ever spent time and resources to go to a business event? And when you get home, you have no idea what your next step is. You don't know what you're supposed to do next, where you're supposed to go from here. And you realize that the event was full of a lot of fluff, but not a lot of information you can handle. For example, you heard a lot of people on stage talk about how much money they make and how much money you can make. And it feels so unattainable because daggone it, they've never made any mistakes. Kayla Ibanez and I have literally spent thousands of dollars on events. We have spent thousands of dollars learning how to build business, but when we leave the events, we realize we don't have any tangible steps. With that in mind, we set out to bring together a business event where you would leave with tangible steps, ideas of what to do next, and people on stage who would be real and raw and tell you the truth about entrepreneurship, building a business, and what it means and how to do it. Better Business Builder coming this July 13th in St. Louis, Missouri is the event for you to pour into your business and to pour into yourself. This event is for you if you have a seasoned business, a new business, or you are someone who wants to start a business, but you don't even know what it is you want to start. It is for you if you are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, or a teenager. It is for you if you have ever had a desire to pour into yourself, to become the best you that you can be, and go out and do something that maybe you're a little scared to do, but you know you want to do it. You want to build that business to the next step. Better Business Builder will give you the tools and the tricks and the tips that you need along with an incredible amount of fun. Kayla and I personify fun. And we have brought together a, a, a host of speakers to speak life into you and into your business. We'll see you at Better Business Builder, July 13th, 2022, St. Louis, Missouri. The link is in the show notes, or you can message me or Kayla Ibanez, and we will give you more information on this amazing one-day business event. We'll see you in St. Louis. Welcome back to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. As many of you know, I have spent the last few weeks at my aunt's house in Blue Ridge, Georgia, someplace that I have been coming for years to visit with family, to spend time together, shop together, laugh together, have fun together. 
My aunt and her spouse, Cheryl, are very, very special people to me. My aunt Jenny, my favorite aunt growing up, never was a secret. Everybody knew it. She was more of a sister to me and she was my world, my world. When she came home from Vietnam, she was a nurse in the Vietnam War. When she came home from Vietnam, I was five years old. And I remember vividly, and I may have shared this on the podcast even last week. I don't remember, but I'm going to share it again because it goes with what we're going to talk about today. I remember vividly hearing my mother on the phone telling me or, or expressing that Anjani was home from the service and that we would be right down. Well, I didn't wait for anybody. I ran out of our house. I crossed a busy street. I ran down the hill to my grandmother's house and probably all told about a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile. She didn't live far away, but there were some major streets to cross. And at five years old, I flew out of the house. I wasn't waiting for anybody. I was getting down to see my Aunt Jenny. And I can remember running down the hill. My grandmother lived at the bottom of a hill. And I remember running down that hill yelling, Aunt Jenny, Aunt Jenny, Aunt Jenny. I couldn't wait to see her. She always had time for me. And as even as I grew, then I took my kids to visit her and Cheryl. They were in Florida for a while. We went on vacations together. We went to Hawaii together. We went on cruises together. We went to Disney resorts together. We went to Williamsburg, Virginia together. We went to the Outer Banks together. So many memories, so many memories. And a few years ago, when I was here, I was visiting in Blue Ridge, Georgia with my mother. And my aunt had fallen. Her health had been declining. She had some issues from the Agent Orange used in Vietnam. Her health was declining. Nobody knew why. And she fell during the night while my mom and I were here visiting. And the next day, we all agreed that she needed to have an x-ray done of her spine because she fell on her back. And during that x-ray, they discovered, yes, she had cracked a vertebrae, but more devastating than that, they found a mass in her abdomen. And after more tests, it was determined that it was advanced ovarian cancer. That was three years ago this month. And now my aunt is actively dying. And I have been here visiting, staying, helping as much as I can. And it is heartbreaking. It is, it is daily grief watching her slip into a coma and watching Cheryl, her spouse, try to get through a day. Both nurses, my Aunt Jenny and Cheryl, both nurses amazing nurses. And so as a nurse, Cheryl knows what she's looking at. We flip her, we change her, we give her what medication we can as she's in a coma. And it's devastating to watch both of them. The pain, the pain that they are both experiencing right now, physical pain, breaks through the morphine even with my aunt as she, as this cancer rages inside her body. Cheryl, it is an emotional and physical exhaustion, pain of losing your life partner of 42 years. And the last few days, 
as my aunt slips further and further into a coma, Cheryl and I pace. We don't know what to do with ourselves. You can't read a book because you can't focus. We have, we just try to fill our time in between turning my aunt so that she doesn't develop bed sores and putting pillows under her. And as she moans in pain, as we move her body, we cry over her. We pray over her. Sometimes we put our heads down and sleep next to her. And we're numb. We are both numb. Cheryl much more than me. This is her life partner. The numbness that overtakes you is very palpable. And a few nights ago, I said to Cheryl, this is a heavy podcast, by the way, and I, I should have said that in the beginning. This is, a, this is a podcast. This is real, raw emotion. I'm just coming to you as if we're sitting down in a coffee shop and you ask me how I am, and this is the honest truth. Um, struggling. It is hard to watch your loved one die. I have done it before with my brother, my mom, and my dad. And it's just as hard. This isn't something that gets easier as you, as you gain experience with it. It's just hard. We are getting up sometimes around three in the morning if restlessness kicks in. And we very rarely will go back to bed. We're tired. So this is a, this is, this podcast is heavy and it is on my heart and I am sharing it because I am not the only one who will ever walk this path. Many of you already have. Most of you, if you haven't, you will. And so I want to give you some tangible, tangible ideas on how to walk through grief. We tend to think of grief in its many forms as being something we deal with after a situation. But grief begins in the middle of the trial, the death of a loved one, a miscarriage, um, the loss of a house, the loss of a job, the loss of a dream, something that didn't turn out the way you thought it was, the loss of a friendship. Grief takes many, many forms. And the grief begins, in this case, before my aunt actually transitions. Grief begins now. Grief began when she was diagnosed. Grief began when you hear the doctor say it is incurable. We will hope for five years, maybe seven. She got three. So grief grief has been building. And the other night, Cheryl and I were kind of sitting in a chair after dinner, staring into an abyss both of us. And Cheryl said, I feel, I feel, and I said, numb? Yeah. He said, you know, it's like someone has your heart in their hands and they're just taking a knife and putting it in and taking it out and it keeps bleeding and you, and you become emotionally anemic. And that's what we decided that we are, as we sat there and talked, physically exhausted and emotionally anemic. To me, that sums up grief so well. 
physically exhausted and emotionally anemic, numb, going through the motions. Tangible ways that we are dealing with this. And so I've put together a list of of things that Cheryl and I are doing to get through this time, to get ourselves out of bed every morning, to keep moving. And so I've put together a list of some tips to help you through grief during and after to get through this time of being physically exhausted and emotionally anemic. One is ask for support from your family, from your church friends, from friends, counselors. You don't have to carry the burden alone. When I came down here, I called Cheryl and said I would like to be there to help. Cheryl's a strong woman. She doesn't technically, quote unquote, need help. But in every sense of the word, we need help together. We need each other as as we both go through this journey, the same situation, but a different path because I come at at it from the angle of a devoted niece and she's coming at from it from the angle of a devoted life partner. So there are differences in emotions and depths of grief within different emotions, both valid, both of us needing help and support from each other in many, many ways, many ways. Don't be afraid to ask for that. Number two, accept all of the emotions you are experiencing because all of them help us heal. Accept your emotions. And right along with that, number three, express the emotions, express them, cry, scream, yell, alone or with others, but accept all of the emotions because they are all valid and then express them how you express them best. If it's, I need space, then tell people, I, I appreciate all you're trying to do to help me right now, but right now I need space. Maybe it's a journal, a space in your writing or a space in your meditating or praying. You do you. And don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Hey, I need someone to be a sounding board. I just want to yell and scream. Can you hold space for me? Your friends will be there for you, but you you must ask. Don't Don't expect them to know exactly what you need unless you express it. So ask for support, accept all of your emotions, and express all of your emotions. We found that when we try to hold the tears back, our bodies get very, very hot. Both of us have experienced that. And if we will let the tears flow, our bodies, our bodies let that release heal. That heat building and building is our body saying, you've got to let it out. You've got to let it out. It's like a, like a, um, a pressure cooker. You, you have to let the steam out eventually, or it's going to bust the lid off, right? You have to, you have to let it out. You have to let those tears out. The emotion, maybe it's screaming. And we both, both notice that ask for support, accept all of the emotions. Number three, express all of the emotions. Number four, pace yourself, pace yourself. We have found that things get put on the back burner. Our total goal and our total view and our total everything right now is taking care of my aunt. Other things can wait. 
your mind goes to, oh my gosh, we have to clean the house out. We have to, no, we get to pace ourselves. We get to, and you get to pace yourself. Number five, get involved in something. Okay. This is, this is the way that Cheryl and I have been dealing with this. We, we have puzzles. We have ordered puzzles. We have run to the store and, and bought puzzles. I can't even tell you. I think we're on the seventh one now since I've been here. Neither one of us can concentrate much on, um, on, a, on reading, on, for me, trying to work. It's not where my brain is. Every noise my aunt makes, we're running into the room. It's just, it is hard to focus on anything, but we've gotten involved in puzzles. We can, we can concentrate on a puzzle. It's something that we can do with our hands and our mind can say on that. Although there are times we'll look at each other and say, what piece was I looking for now? But it keeps us involved in something so that our grief is not bubbling up and growing without having something else to balance it out because life is all about that balance, right? You need the good and the bad to balance out life. So we talked about asking for support, accepting emotion, expressing the emotion, pacing yourself, getting involved in something. And number six, this is going to sound counterintuitive. Make time for fun. Make time for fun laugh. And sometimes it seems impossible to laugh when you're in the middle of or after something has happened and you're grieving deeply. It almost feels irreverent to laugh. My dad taught me when my grandmother died that keeping laughter in the grief was crucial. We have done a podcast on that, finding grief and laughter in times of grief. It is crucial that you make time for laughter. We have made time every day. It might be a funny movie that we put on. Last night, we watched Mamma Mia. It might be America's Funniest Home Videos. It might be a, a, a memory that we talk about and we laugh together. We have done that a lot. Remember my aunt. And then we go in and we talk to her about the story. Even comatose. We will tell her, oh, we were talking about this and we'll laugh. I told my aunt one day she had a bank and it was a globe of the world. And then it had like a spaceship and you would pull this, this part of the spaceship back and it would fling coins into the world. It's probably made out of stainless steel or something like that. When I was a little girl, it was in my grandmother's room and I wasn't allowed to touch it. And one day I was upstairs alone and I started playing with it and it and I was probably five or six years old. And the pennies would, would ping off of the globe part of this bank. And, and my aunt yelled up to me, Carrie Lou, are you playing with that, with that bank? And I just immediately put it back on the shelf. No. She goes, well, what's that noise? I was like, I don't know. I hear it too. I remember it vividly. And so I leaned over to my aunt and I was telling her the story and I was giggling. And I said, guess what? I was actually playing with that as if she didn't know. And we had, I had, Cheryl and I had a good laugh over that. Even as we are grieving, even as we are in this surreal situation of watching my aunt decline so quickly, so quickly. And then number seven, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Faith is not the absence of fear, but the willingness to go on when fear is present. 
Faith is not the absence of fear, but the willingness to go on when fear is present. Keep the faith that this grief, this intense grief will not last forever. If you allow yourself to feel and express the emotions, if you seek that support, you will heal. You will be able to move forward. You will start waking up feeling like you again. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. I hope this has helped you as you look back on on grief. Maybe you're carrying grief right now. Maybe you're going through a situation that has you feeling like you don't even want to get out of bed. Take these steps. Put them to action. Get involved in something. Create some fun, even amidst the grief. Keep the faith. Express your emotions. Feel your emotions. Seek that support. Pace yourself. Joy comes in the morning. The Bible says that joy comes in the morning. Joy will come again. Give yourself the grace, the peace that you need. You are strong. You are courageous. And you will get through this. Your journal prompt today is this. I experience, I experienced grief when, and now I grant myself grace knowing that I am strong enough to get through this. It's kind of an affirmation, but I'd like you to write down times where that where you experience grief or are currently experiencing grief, and then give yourself the grace to know that you will rise up stronger because you are amazing. I am your biggest fan. I love you. Until next time, keep the faith. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.